This is IA Forward, your playbook for success as an independent insurance agent. Here to help you knock it out of the ballpark are your hosts, Shane Tatum and Tanya Lead. Welcome to IA Forward. Shane, we had such a great response to our podcast talking about what it takes to leave an agency and start your own and what it looks like from both the producer and the ownership perspective. So I want to expand that kind of series a little bit more. And let's talk about what to expect, how to survive your first year as a brand new independent agency owner. Well, one of the first things that you have to do is this reality versus expectation mindset. Because when we're stepping out, we are so excited. We have so much energy. It's kind of like your first job, the honeymoon year, the first year of marriage. I mean, there's so many exciting things and there's like this expectation of I'm going to be brought breakfast in bed every morning that turns into reality where you're both trying to have careers and work a job and they look different in the morning when they wake up than they did when they picked you up for a date. Wait a minute. So you expected breakfast in bed when you got married? I didn't because obviously that was my role was to bring breakfast in bed, but I failed miserably in that because I was a really, really horrible person to be married to in the first year of marriage. Admittedly so. I was still very immature. I was still not quite adulting at that moment in life. But I think there's so much newness and excitement and there's expectations that we have. And I think it's very similar to when you step out on your own and start your own agency and you're now the owner and the CEO, so to speak, of your own enterprise. And you have these things you've drawn up on paper. You have all these ideas. And then you also have reality of work that has to get done. When you were describing being a less than perfect husband in your first year of marriage and all the things that you were just saying, talking about being green and, you know, you weren't quite mature yet. And when you were saying that, all I could think of is, you know, that's most of our new agency owners when they're starting their very first agency. Everything that you described were perfect descriptions of most brand new business owners, whether it's insurance or not. It's an incredible parallel. And I apologize to those that have not entered into a marriage covenant yet. If you've stepped out on your own as an agency owner before you've done that, you're kind of going to miss that element a little bit. Maybe your business prepares you for your future marriage. I don't know. But for me and my experience and for so many people that I've talked to over the years, generally they have started their agency for the most part after they had been married. And so that parallel is so vibrant and so real. Anytime we talk about this, I always think back to one of our top five agents. He was the fastest growing that we'd ever had to $1 million. And how many times you and I talked him off a ledge in the first year, even though he was seeing success faster than we had ever seen before, there were so many things in Involved in being a business owner that he wasn't prepared for. 
it takes its cue from that movement from producer, salesperson to owner. And you're still doing the salesperson, producer things because you have to and you need to because you're the talent from a sales standpoint. However, in a lot of cases, you've never owned a business before. You've never managed people. You may have never hired anyone in your life at this point because I do believe that really, really fantastic salespeople, especially in the exclusive agency channel, can become independent agency owners. But there is a transition and there is a change in mindset or at least an adaptive to an additional mindset that has to take place. But we don't want you to leave your superstar nature behind because that's what made you successful. You just have to come to this reality that says, yeah, but I don't know everything about ownership yet and I need to listen and have mentors, etc., so that I can become a superstar at that as well. And that's what our experience has been. And that's why we talk about things like, well, it's time to have a talk you off the ledge conversation because that's what it feels like. All these things that I take for granted today that agency owners take for granted, new agency owners that are coming over from the sales side, they've never done that before. That's what happens with this fairy tale versus reality is they find themselves kind of hitting that reality wall and going, oh no, what did I do? And I think that's okay because I think it's a natural part of of the process and the journey. One of the things that people love about the independent channel is the culture of freedom that you can create. However, the flip side of that is if you're coming from Allstate, if you're coming from farmers, there are so many things, even though you own your business, there are so many things that are set in place for you. This is the software you use for this. This is the software you use for that. And when you're immersed in a total culture of freedom and you have the opportunity to choose anything you want. If you've ever listened to the podcast, you've heard me say the confused mind does nothing. And I think that's what happens sometimes to our new agency owners is there's so much stuff out there that your brain can't even think about processing it all. And then you get overwhelmed. And then to add to it, this lovely new thing that we've really come to lean on over the last decade, social media, and what we tend to do as a society is go to social media and then ask a question and then take those answers off of social media as the gospel for some reason. You can have an expert who's done this for years and has done this over and over and over again, make a statement of this is what you need to do. And then an agency producer become owner, go out to social media, ask a question in a group, get four dozen different answers and decide to totally ignore this expert over here that they asked the question to. Don't ask me how I know this. It's this reality that if you have too many different opinions coming at you and you aren't able to really isolate that down to, okay, where is the thing for me? And that's where these parameters, I got to call them best practices approach in the independent agency channel, because the reality of it is, is that there's very few situations where you're going to get told 
as a new agency owner that you have to do something a certain way. You might get told, this is the way I did it. This is what worked for me. This is the agency group you join. This is our best practice for this. But very few situations are going to say you have to or you must to do it this way. And I think that who you take guidance from is extremely important. I belong to several different Facebook groups having to do with the independent agency channel. And I saw one this morning that was so off the rails. I just wanted to send this girl a private message and say, hey, delete this entire feed immediately. Because she was a new agent. She had a new employee that had been with her about three to four weeks who did not realize that she was pregnant when she took the job and had already been to several different appointments since she got hired having to do with her pregnancy. And she was wanting to know if she could let her go because she was afraid she was going to have too many doctor's appointments because of this pregnancy and put this in a public social media forum. And everybody was giving all of these different opinions. And and I really just wanted to send her a direct message and say, the first thing you need to do is take this down. Because if there turns out to be a lawsuit because you have let someone go because they are with child, then all of these posts are going to be a real problem for you in a courtroom. And I have a tendency to not get really involved with things like that. But, you know, I do want to reiterate what Shane said is it is so important to have someone as a new business owner that's been where you are that can help you through things like that. So you don't necessarily put things that could have huge financial repercussions for you on social media. Let's just take a step back and just realize the barrier to entry into the insurance agency ownership world. The real barriers versus the unrealized barriers. And if you can pass the test and get your license, then there are very few things that prevent you from hanging your shingle out. And experience outside of carrier access, which is huge, carrier access is that sort of barrier to entry for our newbies off the street. But if you think about it in that way, because there is very little there at times, that doesn't mean you're going to have success. It's not something I advocate. I don't think that's going to make you a very good agent. What happens to us is because of that, we end up in these situations where when we go out to social media, we don't know what the experience of this person on the keyboard that is telling you how they're doing it. Understanding where your advice and guidance and expertise is actually coming from is extremely important to make sure that you don't end up in a lawsuit because you've never been an employer before because you don't understand certain things about being an employer and you got your guidance from a social media group and someone that you have no idea who they are. We are not knocking social media groups. In fact, we have a private social media group for our Integra partners, our agency owners, that's very successful. And there is tremendous information that is shared on that. I know that as a leadership team, if we see something 
something going a little off the rails, we'll hop in there and say, hey, this is what we think, or we'll send somebody a a message. But we love the social media groups. They're so incredibly helpful. But we're just saying for some things when it comes to business ownership, that may not be the best place to get all of your advice. It's a great point. Just to give perspective there, our private group for our agency partners is limited to owners. It's not available to staff members and producers of those agencies, which keeps the knowledge level extremely high. And when we do have a rookie agency owner, what happens is, is that they get this incredible resource of individuals that can basically do the same thing that I'm talking about. They can give the framework guidance. They can provide good, stable feedback. And because they're all successful agency partners, you've already filtered out the voices of ignorance, so to speak, and just say, keep that out of the mix. There's just a lot of things going on out there that aren't like that, where it's just a anything goes group. It's an anybody gets in group, and it's just about numbers. Those are the situations I think you have to make sure you are filtering through guidance and accuracy of that guidance. The idea of survival for the first 12 months. We we know that financially that first year is going to be rough. Unless you are born with some kind of family money or have significant investments or there are some things like that that would help make it a little bit easier. But for most of us, financially, that first year is hard because you are so used to writing large amounts of business every month. And most of our agents come into this thinking that that's what's going to happen. And that's not what usually happens. It's not normal for the rest of us that are not trust fund babies. Yes, the financial impact can be something that hits you square in the eyes. And that's part of that reality discussion and part of that reality thing that you want to think about. If you have spent 10 years as a producer and you've generated an average income, I'm just going to blow it up for a second and say two $250,000 a year as a sales producer. Guess what? You're one at your new independent agency, when you step off into the ownership realm, you're not going to generate $250,000 worth of take-home pay. It's not realistic unless you're in an extremely rare niche. Most of the situations, you're going to have to rebuild that book of business. You're going to have to redo some things. And I've had some conversations over the last decade with individuals coming out of situations where they were those superstar producers and they were making significant six-figure incomes. And the question is, hey, why do you want to do this? You're obviously comfortable. You're obviously making a great living. And it was about the ownership and it was about the independent channel. It was about the longevity approach to what that brings. Everything that was music to my ears is what the response to that question was. Then the next part of the conversation immediately goes to, look, you've got this savings in the bank. You've built this up, but your income this year, next year, probably your third year is not going to be what it has been for the last three or four years. Are you prepared for that? Do you realize this is the situation that you're about to jump into? And at times I even question myself like, okay, am I trying to talk them out of something? That wasn't it at all. I never ever intended for that to ever be that way, but that's kind of what I felt. And so what it really came down to is just making sure that this individual in that 
situation understood that you weren't going to see that. And then today, as I look back at those individuals, by that third year, he proved me a little bit wrong. Now, that first year and most of that second year, I was 100% right. But that third and fourth year, not only is he back to making that type of living and that type of income, but he's doing it on a much happier basis. He's doing it on a much more relaxed basis in terms of him in general, his family time, all these things. So the channel, the idea, the business model won, but that first year or two, especially for our topic today, that first 12 months was exactly like I said it was going to be. One of the things that this particular agent did differently than I see a lot of our new partners doing is he did hire a pretty significant staff rather quickly because he realized that that was important to him in his agency growth and creating the time that he wanted. And so he actually did hire, I believe, three to four staff members within the first two years to help him create that revenue to service those customers. And I think most people in the independent channel don't hire that many people that quickly. Again, remember that decision coming out of another one of the talking him off the ledge conversations. And really, there was only one question that I asked in this particular case of him, and that was, what are you? Who are you? Right. And it's really meant to be one question. Are you a rainmaker? Are you the driving force of the business or are you? more of a hands-on operator, organizer? Do you like being down in the nitty-gritty of the quote and all of that information? And right away, he said, I am a rainmaker. I am the sales guy. I am the marketer. I need to be out and about. So it became very, very apparent. He answered his own question of what do I do? I feel like I'm drowning. That was the question. He answered it himself with, I need to hire support. I need to hire account manager. I need to hire someone who might be my future office manager within three or four minutes of the phone call shifting to that. He's like, I got to go. He's almost like fired up. And that's what he did. And he was able to find that person. He made a great hire. The next hires were from that individual. And based off the framework of how good of a job that individual was doing for him and his sales activity and his rainmaking potential just took off. You definitely need to be able to answer that question in the first 12 months. Who are you and who are you going to be as you grow your agency? And I think that's very critical. So knowing who you are is number one. Understanding finances is number two. What else does it take to survive the first 12 months? Lay in the foundation. Obviously, the answer to number one helps you know what type of foundation to lay in terms of how you're going to market, who you are, answers that question. And I'll say this, I am more of a support service person. I just don't have a lot of experience that a lot of support or service folks start independent agencies. Most of the time, it is the sales superstar. Now, we have conversations with those people thinking they want to start agencies. We've had several of those, but for some reason, when it comes down to the very end of it, 
they don't pull the trigger. When they are honest with themselves, when they really take a hard look at themselves, they don't make that plunge because they realize this is probably not going to work. Who's going to generate my business and how do I generate business if I'm a service person, if I'm more operational? How's that going to work? Because I've got to get business on the books before I can really be service or operational. Yes, you're right. Uh, We have a lot of conversations with those individuals who get mad at the salespeople or upset with the agency owner and they want to go start their own agency. And it's just being honest with yourself. But for the sake of this conversation in that first 12 months, and what's that third thing? Since most of these situations and most of us are coming over as the salesperson, superstar sales, rainmaker type person, that third element that is very critical is how are you going to structure who and when is that hire needing to be made and understanding that every dollar of revenue you bring in, you can't just go live out of that. I think creating a budget is a huge deal when you're starting an agency. And I think that most people really don't take the time to do this realistically. I've asked numerous new agents or agents that have been with us one or two years, hey, you know, send me your budget. I know you're struggling financially, send me your budget. And if it's a video call, they get that deer in the headlights look and there's absolute crickets on the phone. And I can't imagine trying to start a business without setting a realistic budget and then taking whatever you think those expenses are going to be and at least doubling them because what we think is realistic is not realistic. Fairy tale versus reality. Thinking about that and putting some pen to paper and you realizing, okay, that doesn't work. I got to change my standard of living for a little bit. Or if I choose not to change my standard of living, understanding that I'm going to be pulling from savings in order to fund my standing or standard of living while I'm doing this. If at any of those points something breaks, well, there's your red flag. Am I ready to do this? Do I need to modify something? One of the things that I'm big on is once you do that budget, because you're going to probably figure out that's how you're going to back in to the sales need. Like how many sales do I need, right? Every salesperson does it. Every salesperson sits there, looks at the compensation, looks at the money they want to make month in and month out. And then they back their way into how many sales I need to make in a day, in a week, in a month, and then ultimately a year. What happens is, is when you do this as an agency owner for the first time, hopefully pre-launch and pre-plan, I'm going to tell you to cut that revenue figure in half and double your expenses. Now, that sounds like crazy, shocking stuff, but the intent is to shock the system. The intent is to make you go, this is what I expect my projecting, rain-making mind, this is what I'm going to do. And then when you get down to it, if you reduce that revenue by half and you double those expenses, I'm going to tell you that reality is going to be closer to that than it is your initial budget observation or plan. One of the things that I think is key to surviving the first 12 months is not to put a second mortgage on your house to start your business. I don't love debt to start a service business of any kind, specifically an insurance agency. I know it's out there. The one caveat to that is I don't necessarily consider your 401k from wherever or whatever your savings is or your retirement piece 
piece if you can tap into some of that with a loan against your 401k. I'm okay with that. I don't want you to do that as the low-hanging fruit, but if that's where you're at, I can live with that. But the second mortgage, absolutely not. Not interested in that. I'm not interested in other types of loans where you have collateralized other assets. I just don't think that it's a good place to be. At the end result, if you fail, you are digging out of that hole for a long time and it puts you in a spot that probably forces you back into a job instead of allowing you to continue when you're really close to the tipping point of making it into the agency business. And so I agree. I I just think debt is not the way to go there. If you're still listening to us and you haven't turned this off because we're telling you all of the things things that you don't want to hear, I want you to give kudos to yourself because continuing to listen to a podcast when someone's being real with you is a rarity. People will turn it off and go to the next podcast. And so probably if you're still listening to this, you're going to be successful. 100% agree. And I say all this and I talk about all this reality and opinions and experiences around this reality because I want you to be successful. And because I am looking at every day extremely successful agency owners who have done this and the reward is outstanding. The reward is incredible, not only financially incredible, it is family rewarding. It is time rewarding. It is such an incredible business. And I lay all that perceived negativity out and throw that out there. And it's like, well, you know, is this even a business model that I want to try? It's the best business model on the planet, even with what I'm saying. It's the best small business model on the planet. It is something that I advocate everyone that has a desire in the insurance business to do, that is a rainmaker salesperson, to start your own agency, to start an independent agency. I just think it's really, really incredible. And that's been my experience is that it's really, really incredible. So yes, kudos to you for sticking with us through all that. But at the same time, understand that there's an incredible opportunity out there if you can find success in this model. If you're thinking about starting your own agency, you're just about to make the leap, you're not quite sure, you're on the fence. There is a fantastic book by Dr. John Maxwell called Put Your Dream to the Test. And it is 10 questions to help you figure out if you're ready to do this, if this really is your dream, if you can really make this work. Even if you're not a book person, this one's a really easy read. And I think it's the best tool out there to help you figure out if you're ready to start an agency. One more book suggestion that I always recommend to new agents is The E-Myth. It is designed around this idea of not creating a job for yourself long term, actually making the leap from worker or employee to business owner, agency owner being synonymous with that. And I I really think the E-Myth is a really good foundational book as well. Absolutely. And we will put links to both of those books on our social media on LinkedIn, Facebook and Instagram. I will leave us today with this quote from Tom Landry. Today, you have 100% of your life left. Attitude's a choice. Make a great one. Bye, y'all. Ready to get the ball rolling with your independent agency? Learn more at IntegraAgent.com. That's IntegraAgent.com. Thank you for joining us on IA Forward. Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now or learn more at IAForward.com.